Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, super excited to have my guest on today, Cody Harris. He's from the hit television show on um, INSP Television, The Cowboy Way. Excited to talk to him and uh, hear a little bit about his story. Cody, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Hey, I sure appreciate you having me today. Absolutely. I've had your partner on before, I don't know, quite a ways back, Booger, and it was great talking with him. And I've was looking forward to talking to you and just hearing a little bit about you and, and, you know, how you got started on the show and just how you got started in the cowboy and Western lifestyle and culture. Yes, sir. How, how I got started, you said? Yes. Man, I grew up in it. Uh, there really wasn't much of a choice. My whole family, I can think of, my dad was a steer wrestler. My dad was a steer wrestler that actually competed at 30 Owen and uh, my whole family that I remember had cows or had a cattle farm or farmed somehow or some kind, you know, I grew up in a farming community and a rodeo community. So it was pretty much either get on board or get left behind. So did you, uh, like, uh, junior rodeo or high school rodeo or. Yes, sir. I competed in, um, Alabama junior rodeo and then high school rodeo and went on, uh, at the collegiate level and, you know, I pro rodeoed and amateur rodeoed, and I've done dang near just about anything you can imagine with rodeo at just about every level, and I've been blessed. And, um, you know, I've, I won some junior saddles, some high school saddles, some college saddles, some amateur saddles, and some professional saddles. Um, I had a really good, I wouldn't say a, a very wealthy career by no means rodeo, but a very, a very good one. Right. Now, you, and you live yes, your entire I, life down in Alabama. Yes, sir. Except for the few years um, I went to college at Western Oklahoma State College. Um, except for the few years I've always lived down here in South Alabama. That's where always my address was. You know, I spent a lot of time back and forth, either from ranch to ranch or, you know, rodeo to rodeo. So I spent a lot of my time on the road. Yeah. Now, you know, it's it's funny because a lot of times we think of cowboys, a lot of people think, oh, they're all out west. We know that's not true. They're actually you know, all over the world, but 
there's a there's a, a a big cowboy culture in Alabama, isn't there? Yes, sir. That you know, Alabama and and Florida really, and even Georgia get overlooked as far as the cattle industry. I mean, the just the southeast part of the United States is. I mean, it's you don't see a cowboy hat at every mom and pop diner like you will, you know, at places out west Texas and New Mexico. But it's just as cowboy. I mean, there is. I think 80% of the beef industry is made up of 20 head or less farm, you know, cow calf numbers or stuff. And you go across the state of Alabama, you rarely pass a place out in the rural part that people don't own cattle or horses or, you know, something of that nature. Yeah, you said uh, you, you guys raised cattle when you were growing up? Yes, sir. We weren't no big-time ranchers or nothing like that. But my family, we had some cattle. We were mainly in the rodeo business. And them two really play hand in hand. I mean, the sport of rodeo came from ranching. I mean, stuff that you would do ranching, all the events, you know. And we weren't no big ranchers, no big time ranchers by no means, but we were embedded in the agricultural industry. And um, I've been blessed enough to be able to, me and my wife, to be able to grow our own deal. And this is really cool. Did you mainly compete in, in team roping or tie down roping? Or did you compete in any other events in rodeo too? Yes, tie down roping was my forte. That was my strong point. I team roped a little, was never great at it, just kind of done it because I was already there. I used to steer wrestle a lot, and you know, I weigh about a buck 65. I was always a little guy, but I was really a pretty decent steer wrestler, and I got a bad head injury. I actually got run over by a hazing horse. The steer set up, and um, the horn caught me up under my jaw and broke my jaw, but it, it, it slung me in front of the hazing horse in a weird way. When the steer set up and caught my jaw, so it, you know, like slinging me straight down, mm-hmm. it slung me in front of the hazing horse, and the hazing horse running me over. <laughs> and um, anyways, yeah, he put me in a bad head injury and gave me a concussion. I lost a lot of memory and went deaf in one ear from it. Oh, you, you lost permanent hearing from one ear? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm 100% deaf in my left ear. Um, I went through treatments and um, it wasn't really rehab. They just done a bunch of things to try to get my hearing to come back in my left ear. And I partially got some vision problems in my left eye as well. Um, I, they call it 20-20. If you got 20-20, that's perfect. So I'm going to say I'm about half of that, like 10-10, I guess. I don't know how you'd say it, you know, what right. the medical term is. Right. But it messed up the left side of my head. I, it was crazy. Um when I, I don't remember, obviously, when it happened. I don't remember months up to where it happened. I don't remember three months after the event happened. I remember one thing I remember was waking up at my parents' house. Like, it was like, I literally, like, I woke up from a nap. And it was, like, four or five months of my life had gone by. And I remember when I come to, like, come out of amnesia or whatever you call it. Right. Man, I, it was the craziest thing because I missed so much, which obviously – I didn't do a whole lot besides stay around the house. I couldn't do nothing. I missed a lot of school. Right. Um, I had to shower. I had to take a shower. That's almost embarrassing. I had to freaking take a shower with a helmet on for a while. Now that That's terrible. No like kidding. I, they said if I took another thump on the head, it might be lights out for a while or forever. How old were you when that, when that happened? I was 15 when it happened. Um, yeah, it's crazy. But it gave me my superpowers, you know. I mean, it's kind of like Spider-Man got bit by a spider. That's what gave me my superpowers, <laughs> getting kicked in the head. <laughs> so I, I, I take it um, that was your last um, steer wrestling or bulldogging event, huh? Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, no. 
No, sir. No, sir. I, I continued to steer wrestle for a little while and then realized um, that I was a better calf roper. Actually, at that point in time, I had such a good calf horse that um, I just – I was mounting out on my steer wrestling horse. I did not own it, so I was mounting out. My cousin, Tyler, when he's actually made the NFR several times right? Um, and had a really good trip. He owns the famous horse, Scooter, that everybody knows in the steer wrestling world. Yeah. But I was riding one of his horses, and um, his name was John Wayne or Leo or something. I can't remember at the time. But um, anyways, he was getting on old up there in Asia and had a really good calf horse, so I just decided to focus on the calf open part of it. That's great. And then you competed in the uh, PRCA as well? or? Yes, sir. I bought my pro card. I never went a whole lot. I went to some of the really good rodeos. I won, won some money at them. I just never – I never stayed really strong into it. About the time that I was really going to – what I say, go make the finals the year I was going to, you know, really, I went the first year, I filled my permit. And then the next year I went all to the, all the, uh, not all of them, but a lot of the building rodeos, you know, Fort Worth and stuff. I didn't go to Denver, but I tried to make a good build, uh, a good winter building run. Right. And about the time it's starting to start getting that Fort Smith where you really start needing to go and my good horse got hurt and I was having to haul a really green horse. And that was really tough, man. That really hurt me. I mean, he was green as a gore. He's seen boogers in every corner of the, everywhere you went. But anyways, right. um, about the time he was really good in season, I had somebody offer me really good money for him. And that's about the same time I met my wife. And that's about the same time our ranch that we live at today come up for sale. So I was like, hey, good looking lady, nice ranch, and or living in a Capri camper rodeo and with a nice horse. Right. So I sold the camper and the horse all in, a, all in one package. So now, um, the ranch that you live on now is, is that the is that the same ranch? The ranch that's you know on the show, or is did you guys? Well, I mean, we've we've yes, yeah, we film at various locations. Okay, you know, obviously, so it's hard to narrow it down to one place. But um, the place where Misty and I live and our catalog is ours. Yes, sir. Gotcha. So yeah, so let's let's talk about the show a little bit, the Cowboy Way. Um, you know, I, I discovered the show back not that long after it started. And like I've talked about on the podcast before, I always get starstruck when I talk to people that are, you know, in movies or music or whatever. And and I, I like I fell in love with the show immediately. You know, you guys are funny. You guys bring all all kinds of things to the uh, to the screen. H- how did you how did you guys end up putting this together? Wh- wh- how did you end up getting that show you know, on the air? Anyway, was it your ideas or, or how'd that work? Well, I had met years ago, I was actually on a dating show called Sweet Home Alabama, and I was the only cowboy on it. Okay. And it's a crazy story. I was, um, I wasn't going to do it. I thought for a long time, it was a bunch of buddies of mine playing a prank on me. And the guy called me and wanted me to do it. But anyways, uh, Andrew Glassman with Glassman Media, they flew me in from actually the Fort Smith, Arkansas rodeo to be on the dating show. And uh, I told him, I give him, I said, man, I can be there 15 days and I got to leave. I got to fly to Reno, Nevada, to the Reno rodeo. Right. Anyways, long story short, I had, I made a great relationship with Andrew. We've become friends. And he said, man, I want to do a cowboy show. And uh, I was like, man, that's cool because there aren't any. Right. And he said, more importantly, I want to do, you know, a Christian, morally sound, like, true blue blooded american cowboy show and i'm like let's let's do it i mean you don't nobody makes lonesome doves anymore like right. the real cowboy stuff and i know our show there's a lot of things we can't show when we're roping and choking cattle i understand right. that i mean right. that's just part of it 
but it, this is as close as good as it gets. There's nothing else like what we got out there on the market today. But Andrew wanted to do it, and I wanted to do it. And, um, you know, Booger and Bubba and myself were friends. Right. And we all got together and talked to Andrew. And, man, it's been a, a long process. It was a long process. Um, I'm not sure how the production company shops it around or whatever, but we finally made our home to what we call our home today, and that's INSP. And it's been a, it has been the biggest blessing of my life besides the, the woman I lay beside every night, my baby boy, my salvation, for sure. Yeah, that's amazing. And you just sometimes just have to pinch yourself and think, grow up watching cowboy movies, being a cowboy, and then now all of a sudden you're on a uh, on, on a hit show. It's It's got to be surreal at times. Man, it's the most, you know, some people <laughs> would say um, you're a, you know, what does it feel like to be a movie star? Like, I don't see it that way. I'm building fence right now. I got out of 30-degree weather to come get in my truck right. to come talk to you, which is fine. I love every second of it. I still cowboy every day, but. To watch, and I've always watched INSP because I watched Gunsmoke. Right. I watched The Virginian, Big Valley, High Chaparral. Huge yep. fan. I love That's all I watched. Right. And to see James Arness come across the screen on a commercial right. and right behind him, the Cowboy Way, Alabama, and then right behind us, the Duke comes on. It's like that, right. that to me still gives me goosebumps. That is so cool. Yeah, that is really, really cool. So, um, on the show, how, how, how scripted are you guys? I mean, I'm sure it's progressed since you, you started, your guys are coming into, I believe it's the sixth season, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This will be our sixth season, February 5th. Yeah. Are, are you guys, uh, how scripted is it and, and how much, you know, you know, freelancing or improv do you guys do? Uh, uh, how's that work? I'll, I'll say that I'm going to answer this the way I answered everybody else in the world. You can't script roping a 1,500-pound <laughs> Bremer bull. Right. There's no way to do it. And we just, it's really crazy because, you know, obviously we have story, story stuff we got to hit with the family, you know, the stuff that takes time like that that people right. love to see, this real-life stuff that we do. Right. And that takes time to do. But when it comes to roping something in the pasture right. or just pinning cattle in general, we, have a, we go at it with a plan because we've done it for a couple seasons now. We know what – what looks the best on television, obviously. And we try to set the camera people up in certain places to catch what we're trying to do. Cause if we don't, if, if we don't, if they don't catch it on camera, I don't care how good it looks. If the camera didn't catch it, nobody sees it. Right. And, but just man, it's so hard to set up anything with cattle. So it's really, it's, um, it's just, let's go out there and let's cowboy and let the cameraman cameraman and, we hope it all shakes out good in the wash. Right. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition, the brand built on grit, determination, and perseverance. Modern Cowboy products are designed to increase stamina and strength, build lean muscle mass, and promote healing and pain relief. For more information and to order products, visit our website, moderncowboy.global, and use our podcast listener special code, moderncowboy15, at checkout for 15% off all of our products and apparel. So yeah, you've obviously gotten uh, <clears throat> more comfortable season after season doing what, uh, what you do. Yes, sir. What's, uh, what's one of the hardest things that you had to get used to doing, being filmed and being recorded and, and everything being put on television? Yes, sir. I'd say the hardest, the hardest but the most blessed thing for me is, in any situation in life, 
I'm not perfect. I like to get mad. I can get, I don't like to get mad, but I get mad or I may not handle a situation the way it needs to be handled. But the hardest thing for me around the cameras is to not get mad when I tell a camera guy or somebody like that, don't stand there and they stand there. But, um, but on the other side of that, I know it, it, what good would it do for me to get mad and show a side of me when I am, I'm not trying to portray myself as a godly man because I am a godly man. Right. And I want the people on the other end of the TV to see that, even if they didn't see all the heartache and turmoil that we had to get that shot, I want them to see the end result so right. that maybe it can, you know, inspire them. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's still it's still extremely hard for me to get to accept the fact that we're on a sixth season of this show. It, that is so hard for me to believe. Not that it's not a good show. It's just the fact that it seems like a latter the most part of the world out there doesn't like cowboy. They don't like good wholesome stuff. They'd rather watch trash and yet here we are still rocking and rolling and steadily growing. Well, you know, it's 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 like you say, I mean, human nature, I don't know, for some reason, just gravitor, gravitates towards, uh, like you say, a lot of the, oh, the just the terrible things that happen in the world. But, yes, sir. It, and, you know, but in terms of like, you know, Cowboys, I mean, I've, I always say, you know, the Cowboys are going to save the world, but the, the Cowboy is such an iconic figure, just world worldwide, not just in the United States, but worldwide. And, and I think that that's, you know, something that, you know, your guys show exemplifies and i think that's why people just love it and you don't have to have you know all of the uh you know r-rated or whatever stuff in in the show for it to be great and entertaining and enjoyable and i think that uh, you guys do a great job with that and i think that that's one of the biggest uh you know appeals of the show yes sir absolutely and you know this the the marriage that we have with our show with insp the network it, it, there is no better fit for it. I mean, it, it, if a glove were to ever fit, this bad boy fits because yeah. they believe in wholesome entertainment, and so do we. Yeah. Um, that's, so yes, sir. And and the things that you guys do too. I mean, you're doing every day real cowboy stuff from uh, yes, sir. Like, like you say, roping crazy cattle to uh, you know building stuff and whatever whatever it takes, and uh, you know, and and uh, and it's entertaining. Yes, sir. And then, and yes, then sir, of course, sir. You, guys, you guys all have your own personalities, too. <laughs> That's for sure. That is for sure. <laughs> Coming into the sixth season, is, is, there, is there anything that uh, we can anticipate uh, that you could share in this upcoming season that you would want to let the listeners know about, or is it just going to all be a surprise? You know, I would say the sixth season – I'm not even going to say I'm not going to say I would say it. The sixth season – it's my favorite season of all. I don't, and I, I know you hear people say, oh, this is the best year yet or all that, but I'm dead serious. The sixth season, in my opinion, right. is the best season we've ever shot. 100% hands down without a doubt. Right. The reason being is it shows the real life struggle of number one, finances, right? friendship, family, you know, just, just the, when you, when you have three partners, and I have another company um, that there's three of us as a partnership and they're so hard to do when you have three guys, two people, a lot easier. You right. got a 50, 50 chance right there. That's better than any casino odds in the world. Right. When you put one more in there, you know, just say like me and Booger might want to eat hamburgers and Bubba want to eat chicken one day or vice versa. It's just, right. it throws a whole different dynamic to a partnership when there's three people. And then you throw on top of that, um, the families, 
Yeah. I mean, we all have young children and um, we're all, you know, either building homes or buying land. Like, There's a lot of family stuff in there that's tied in. And then you throw on the toughest industry, in my opinion, under God's beautiful blue skies, and that is the cattle industry. Right. And um, I think in this season, it'll show you that um, I think it'll really show people that thought this show was fake or scripted or right. whatever. If, if there is people, it'll show that is not true. You're fixing to get a real taste of real life. And, uh, I, I just, it was hard for me to swallow at times, you know, I had to chew on it a little bit to get it to go down, but, um, right. it shows some real life stuff. Yeah. That's great. Well, I'm looking forward to it now. Cody, you, uh, wrote a book here not that long ago, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Talk about that a little bit and, and what inspired you to do that. And I'm laughing about, I'm laughing at myself because everybody, everybody I know knows like, Dude, you can't even read good enough to write a book. I, was like, I mean, I know that. You know, they got autocorrect, you know, spell check. Now, I mean, anybody can write right. technically or type. But, man, this is so – still, I, I still can't believe I wrote a book, but it's amazing. I, I just wanted to write something real short, mm-hmm. real sweet, real simple, and to the point. If you thought about – if you think about a cowboy walking to a crowd of people and there's going to be one person to say something really witty – to make everybody smile or everybody hate him. It's going to be a cowboy, correct? Right. So I wanted to write something to portray what, how I feel, you know, as, as why, how I see a cowboy or, or just a, I really want him in 25, 30, 40 years from now, maybe today, I don't know if something were to happen to me, my little boy would be able to pick up a book, that book right. and read it and say, it had described me to a T and my philosophy on life, cowboy, just everything. Like I said, it's a very short book. It's just everybody that's read it loves it. It's it, I, man, I don't even, I'm embarrassed to tell you how many copies have sold. That sucker has sold like crazy. Um, and I'm very thankful for that. Very, it's been a huge blessing to me and my family, and I'd love to do it again. It's just so hard for me to believe that I wrote a book still. I'm laughing still about it. That's great. And what's the title of it so people know? Uh, it's called My Word is My Bond, Cool Cowboy Sayings to Get You Through Life. Um, it, it's it's really neat. It's really a, a neat little, um, I call it a 90-minute uh, layover read, like an airport read. Nice. Uh, it's uh, Yes, sir. It, it's, I'm, I, I'm still dumbfounded by it. Like I, you know, I haven't, I've honestly, out of all the copies of the book we've got in and sent out to people autographed them or wrote them personal notes, um, I about start tearing up thinking of some notes room last night for a baby, but um, I still don't got a copy. I've got to keep myself a copy and keep out of that stand. Yeah, well, I'm gonna have to get myself an autograph copy, so we'll we'll have to work that out one way or another. Another man, I can hook you up. That ain't no problem at all. Just just don't. I mean, I, I'm not sending you a a picture of myself in a bathroom or nothing like that. We ain't going there. I've had one <laughs> of them requests. I'm just not doing that. Oh, too funny. Um, so uh. Now all all the horses and stuff you ride. Do you do you train your own horses? Um, you know, or do you do you buy them uh, partially trained? Are are the deals that you do on the show, uh, you know, real deals too? Or yes, uh, I, I personally, um, if I I Booger's a horse trainer, so Booger can take a uh halter broke colt or un, just a green colt and halter break it, break it and ride it. Right. That's his blessing. That's what he he's great at it. Me personally, I like to find something that's a little green 
but it's at least got 180 to 210 something days like that on it. Something that's almost finished that I can finish out. Right. Uh, way I look at, I'm not a horseman, never claiming to be a horse trainer. I'm more of a horse trader. Right. Um, so I don't have time to do the small things to make one do right. I really go ahead. My dad has always said, there's too many good horses out there to waste your time trying to make one good. Right. Go ahead and buy one that's pretty much there right. and just finish him out. And, um, that's, that's my foretale. You know, some people like to buy them finished. Some people like to buy them not even started. I like to buy them kind of a happy medium, something that, um, you can buy and ride for 90 days. Use if I really like it. I'm going to keep it. If I don't, heck, I can sell it and make a little money off of it. Absolutely. So now um, I noticed, it, I, I believe that this, the straw hat you, you usually wear, uh, is that a Rodeo King jute? That is a Rodeo King jute, my man. And I do not wear nothing but it. I don't have a sponsorship by them. I don't, they don't send me hats. I swear to you, I buy every Rodeo King jute I got from Somerdale Western Store in Somerdale, Alabama. So I'm not trying to throw out a, Oh, oh, shout out to them or nothing, but right. I love that hat and I, that, it just gets my that gum head. Yeah. Well, they're nice and cool and they're dirty tough too. Man, I love them. Yeah. I've, I wear them. I, my dad, my fencing crew, I've got a really good fencing crew. And, um, I told my dad, he ain't a part of the fencing crew, but he wears one every, if you pull up to one of my fence job sites, right. everybody on my crew, whether they're a cowboy or not, they like them too, just to keep the sun off their ears. You know, everybody in my crew for Christmas this year got a Rodeo King Jeep. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, sir. How about, how about, uh, cowboy boots? You got a favorite, favorite brand of cowboy boots or? Man, just recently, and I, during the week, unless I'm riding horses, I don't, I don't wear cowboy boots i wear shoes i wear they work in shoes i wear them twisted x right working shoes they're waterproof that's what i wear and right. I honestly i wear them a lot riding horses really uh, but the other day about a month ago I, I told misty i said go buy me a pair of cowboy boots I, I just need another pair of cowboy boots i can't remember what brand i was wearing before but she bought me a pair of twisted x and i can't remember the style or whatever of them but man, I have not put on my shoes since then. I'm wearing them right now. They're the most comfortable cowboy boot I've ever worn in my life. Nice. Now, yes, now, sir. Are those are those twists? Do they have the? Do they have leather sole, or do they have like more like the neoprene sole on them? Well, they have a, a like a very very thin, very very thin um, layer of that neoprene at the bottom. Right. Got gotcha. you. I mean, it's super super thin, but it's enough there for. And I've always rode horses with leather sole boots. Right. But man, you just can't work in a pair of leather sole boots. I mean, just, yeah. especially in the part of country we live in, when you wake up in the morning, I don't care if it's 30 degrees or 100 degrees, there's dew on the ground. Right. So the first thing was the moment you step out of the house in the morning, your feet get wet or your, the bottom of your feet get wet. So leather sole boots just don't hold up this part of the country that good. Right. How about, uh, how about cowboy movies besides your own show? Um, you got a favorite cowboy movie? Oh my gosh, man, that's not even uh, that's not even a question. This <laughs> no, without a doubt, the only to me the greatest cowboy movie of all time is Lonesome Dove, the trilogy. I've watched it from, uh, I've watched Streets of Laredo, Comanche Moon, all yeah. that stuff leading up to or after the Return of Lonesome Dove. I mean, they'll never beat Robert Duvall and Tommy Lee Jones and Lonesome Dove. Never, yeah. ever, <laughs> ever will that be beaten. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I noticed, I, I think I saw one of your social media posts for Booger's birthday, and you put uh, that quote, the older the violin, the sweeter the music. 
<laughs> Man, I could sit here. If if there was such a game show where that they could quiz me about Lonesome Dove sayings or whatnot, there's there there is not a person in this world that could outdo me. When I when I was always hurt or get hurt for a month or something rodeo or whatever, like when I got my head injury, when I still had to stay home for a while, right. Lonesome Dove, yeah. Lonesome Dove. I mean, I picked that movie apart. I can tell you how many times. Uh, the horse captain rides the hell, bitch. How many times it's a guild in the movie or somewhere <laughs> at some points? But if you watch, right. it turns into a guild in several scenes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But, um, <laughs> That's too funny. Man, I love that movie. Yeah, that's yes, an amazing, amazing movie, no doubt. Hey, so if um, if people want to uh, follow you on social media and they want to get a copy of their book, of your book, how, 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 do, they, uh, how do they get a hold of you? Okay, I'm going to say this without trying to sound too Southern Alabamian. Okay. On Facebook, I think you just type in Cody Harris. I okay. guess it's a fan page. Go up there, or I'm sure you can go to the Cowboy Way or INSP and find me on Facebook. But on Instagram, it's official Cody Harris. Don't ask me how to spell official. Okay. Um, <laughs> and if you will, if you want to order my book, you can go to Amazon or you okay. can go to FullMoonCattle.com. If somebody wants a autographed book or a personalized note or something like that, they can go to uh, FullMoonCattle.com. And there's a section in there that they click on and it's a real easy deal. They click on it and type something in and it sends an email to my wife, my best friend, my secretary, my, sometimes she wants to choke me. Right. It sends it straight to her and she sends it straight to me and we get her done. Perfect. Perfect. So now this is the sixth season of Cowboy Way. Now the, the show started out the Cowboy Way, Alabama. Are they still calling it the Cowboy Alabama or did it, is it, it seems like I've seen the title shortened up just to the Cowboy Man, Way. Man, I've, no, I, that that's that question is way above my pay grade. As long as they keep letting <laughs> us do cowboy stuff in the great state of Alabama, they can call it what they want. <laughs> Absolutely, very cool. So this is the sixth season, though. And w- when is it? Uh, when does it air? It'll air February fifth, I believe, at um, the eight central, seven central, what, what central eastern one, seven eight o'clock, something okay. just like it on February fifth. Yes, February fifth. Well, very cool. Hey, Cody, I, I really appreciate you coming on and, and chatting with us and, and uh, sharing your story and uh, look forward to seeing this season and, and look forward to many more of them. Hey, man, I really appreciate you letting me come on here and uh, I appreciate you what you're doing for this show and for the cowboy lifestyle and for, the, you know, the farming and ranching industry. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, hey, everybody. Yes, sir. Hey, appreciate it. Go ahead. Oh, I just want to say I appreciate you again. Absolutely. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening, and uh, we will catch you uh, next week with another episode. Hey, I want to thank all of our listeners and sponsors of the show. Without you, the show would not be possible. We so appreciate the reviews and ratings, which increases awareness in our effort to grow the fan base of the cowboy, rodeo, and Western lifestyle culture. If you are new to the show, or have been a listener for a while and have just not had the opportunity to rate and review the podcast, it's really simple. Just trot your pony over to the iTunes Apple Podcast, click on the show, scroll down to rate and review, and give us a five-spur rating. The podcast is available on Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as many other platforms where you listen to podcasts. Just type Modern Cowboy Podcast into the search bar to subscribe, listen, rate, and review. And if you are interested in being a sponsor of the show to showcase your business, DM us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Podcast or message us on our website, www.moderncowboypodcast.com. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at?
Every Friday afternoon I hitch up the trailer Saddle up old rock And ice down a cooler I drive that old back road Until it ends At the rope and pin We got them rusted out pickups And fancy rigs $20,000 horses Then there's my old stick Although we're all the same The minute we ride in To the rope and pin can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers And we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle And philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money Yeah, we're always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pin And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack You can back it up Oh, but we're all friends no matter who wins, down at the rope and pin. Well, I ain't no play or speed. But I give her hell, hey, you never can tell. Someday I just might be. We'll turn another pin of steers, tell a few more lies. Drink another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're gonna solve them down at the Roman Pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the Roman Pen. Down at the Roman Pen.